It's another day, I'm another John, and this is Another Note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled, Let the Ark Go. Our scripture reference today is Genesis chapter 8, verses 1 through 5. As always, may the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing of His Holy Word. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and all the domestic animals that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind blow over the earth, and the waters subsided. The fountains of the deep and the windows of the heavens were closed. The rain from the heavens was restrained, and the waters gradually receded from the earth. At the end of 150 days, the waters had abated. And in the seventh month, on the seventeenth day of the month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. The waters continued to abate until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains appeared. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Probably every generation has looked for Noah's Ark. Of course, the technology we have makes it an even more attractive quest. We have so much more at our disposal now. And every few years, some group tells us they have found it. Others believe government officials know where it is and refuse to let the world know. Apparently, that's how they keep people from believing the Bible. Proving the Bible isn't on my radar. I'm not convinced the Bible asks to be proven. And that's okay for me because I don't know anyone who was one biblical proof away from believing in Jesus. Our hope, after all, is in our blessed assurance that Jesus is ours, not in our scientific validation. If you're hoping to expose a governmental cover-up, I suppose looking for the ark has its merits. Otherwise, let the ark go. In the account of God and Noah, the ark seems to disappear. It served a purpose. There were specific instructions on how to build it and what it was for. After that, it's anyone's guess what happened to it. Noah could have used it for firewood. As God's people, we could learn to let go a little more. We're prone to hold on to what was helpful or meaningful to us a little too long. Listen, I get it. We like what we like, especially if it's been good for us. The danger, though, is what happens all too often. When we hold on too much, we fashion new idols. I appreciate how one pastor says it. 
An idol is usually a good thing that we make ultimate. Plus, holding on to our things and our ways too tightly makes our churches pretty territorial. Lost in that is the mission God gives the church. Again, not to prove the Bible by what ancient artifacts we can discover, but by living the faith the Bible depicts. What made Noah so important? He was righteous, even when no one else was. Learning to let go doesn't mean we go without. It keeps our focus on the fullness of God's kingdom, actually, and it helps us keep our attachments in check. God knows what you need today just as much as God knew what you needed before. Letting go is learning to trust God's goodness today. You will not be without. The Lord commanded Noah to be fruitful and multiply when he came out of the ark. When we let go, that's what we can do. We share the abundance of God with more people. We give them a chance to receive the blessing of God. Stay blessed. Now, before you go, let me make sure you know I love you and you are a blessing to me. Thanks for listening to another note. I hope it helps you live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Let me know if I can pray with you and help us reach others by sharing today's devotional or leaving a review wherever you listen as a podcast. And finally, make sure to check out the website at anotherjohn.com. God be with you.